This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, Peir okay. Krishan. So, like I said before, he's going in order, and he's starting with the first, you know, first point. So the this is a quote more or less from the Rambam. And this is um, a lot of very important pieces here. First of all, Tzorach Sheyamin V'yeda. We have a Chiyav to be Mamin and Yeda. The Rambam in, in Mishnah Torah says Yeda. In the, peri- in, in the Sefer Mitzvahs that's commonly printed, it says Yamin, but that's incorrectly translated. It's Arabic, so, and the real translation is Yeda. So, so it really should be Tzor Sheyeda. Um, Yamin is also good. But the question really is, what does that mean? You have to know that um, there's a Ribbon Shalom. What do you mean you have to know? Uh, you either know or you don't know. I mean, you know, you, you, the statement you have to know is, is something that doesn't either before I make the statement, I can say, okay, here's the information that's important. But, but as an ongoing mitzvah later, like Manifshach, if a person's read the Rambam, he knows the information. If a person hasn't read the Rambam, he doesn't know the information. If a person doesn't, doesn't um, uh, subscribe to the Rambam's belief, then he doesn't know. I mean, he, he, like the word yeda here is very, very hard to explain what it means. So I think what's important to understand is it, it is critical to understand what the word das is, and it will be it will be helpful in defining the music of Amuna. Uh, let's give an example. Um, if you tell if you tell uh, a kid that he should be careful playing by the pond over here, he might fall in chasvashalom. That's a piece of information. Um, we'll assume that the kid um, doesn't think it's impossible. He thinks it's possible. He can even believe the statistic that that you're that that you told him that it, you know one in X amount of kids fall in or whatever it is. There actually was somebody from Yeshiva fell in once. I don't know if he fell, jumped, pushed, but but there was there was a meeting between the water and the bacha. I, well, 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 and I, so let's put it that one. The um, now, but somebody who actually was there, and he saw it, or a lifeguard who sees every so often somebody drowning, Hashem, that's a level of knowledge, that's reality to him. It's not just theoretical. Um, let's take another example. Today it's less common. When I was growing up, so there weren't circuit breakers. There was fuses, 
and it didn't react immediately. So it was not, so it was not uncommon that a kid would want to stick something into the outlet. And um, so, so today it's pretty instant that it shuts off. But in those days it wasn't. And you got, you know, I remember getting a, a Zets, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a shocking experience, <laughs> pardon the pun. But it's very different. The information, the information that you have to be careful and it, and, and it hurts and this and that is information. The experience is reality. Das is a level of cognizance that treats something as reality rather than information to be acted upon. So a person grows up and everyone tells him there's a brain shalom and he's, and he's, and he's this and that and so on and so forth. The person um, accepts it as fact, but it's not, it's not yidea. Yidea is something which is um, reality. It's, it's vivid. The, um, so, so the chiyav about this is a chiyav of yidea. One. Now the second point to be made is, what does it mean to believe in Hashem? Is it, let's say a person decides to call it God. A person decides to call it Allah. A person decides to call it something else. Um, is he a believer or not? Does he need to know the Oisius and the Aleph base? What if a person believes in Hashem with the Oisius and the Aleph base, but he believes in like an old man with a long white beard that, that lives up in the heavens, like a, like a little kid does? Does he believe in Hashem? So obviously, it has nothing to do with the name. It has to do with the description. If a person subscribes to to the type of belief, to the type of the of entity that we have in mind, that person is, is, is Maimon, regardless of the name. If a person doesn't have the picture we have, then he's not subscribing to that, and that's not Hashem. So what is it? Sheyesham, so the word sham is taken from the uh, Rambam, the, the, in, and the word sham, there doesn't. It's 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 a it's um what's the right word for it? It's 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 a it's an idiom taken from Arabic. Even though Mishnah Torah is written in Hebrew, but they all say it's it's a way of expressing it. Sheyesham means it's like saying in English that there exists. It doesn't mean there in the sense of place, but it's a way of, of establishing a, a, a something definitive. It doesn't, so the word sham doesn't mean that Kashbahu is in a specific place as opposed to an other place. Shesha means that there exists. Matsurishan. So the first definition of a Kareshbarhu is Matsurishan, meaning a primary being. Let's explain what that means. Um, in numbers, Every number can be manufactured by multiplying other numbers, except for prime numbers. Prime numbers are numbers that they started with themselves. No, no two other numbers multiplied gave birth to them. So the, um, in the beginning, it's very easy, one and a three, five. 
and seven, then it starts getting harder as you go along, and there's a whole industry of prime numbers, and uh, if it, it's, um, but, but a prime number means a number that's not anything else. A primary being means that his existence is not the result of any other interaction. So for instance, let, let's take something, the Bria. Um, different uh, materials that we're familiar with are the result of combinations of other materials. So, 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 uh, you know, we put the, we, most, almost everything that we're aware of is a combination of other things. When we boil it down further and further, um, we get to elements, which means they're not combinations of anything else. We can break it down. It's, it's a combination of, of, of electrons, protons, etc. But it, 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 things are result of some process that happens something else. The Bria has to come down to a point where it, it, there has to be a primary being. And that primary being is Akash Parahu. I, I want to add a point over here, which is a, an important point in understanding this. One of the classic arguments for Akash Parahu is where did everything come from? So I sit down with very respectable scientists. Where did everything come from? Came from the Big Bang. Where did the Big Bang come from? It came from this, from that. At some point, he runs out of theories. And he says, I don't know, or we haven't discovered yet. But, but that's a silly statement because whatever you discover just moves us to the next step. So he turns to me politely and says, okay, Rabbi, what, what do you think? It all came from Hashem. And where did Hashem come from? So you're not allowed to ask that question. So, so the major difference is I'm from and he's not. There's, <laughs> a, there's, there's no logical difference between the two of us. So, so, so what's the point of it? The point is very different. A scientist, and a scientist I mean a person whose only reality is the world around and only logic is that with the human mind intuits, cannot, there is nothing in our experience, in our mind, in our intuition, that causes, that is not caused by something. Every, the, the, the most elementary um, step of logic is something causes something. That, if that's true, then the world can exist because there's no first cause. What I'm saying is the world that we grasp with our mind, that everything has a cause, is not the reality. There's something else that exists without cause. And, and, and it has a lot of convenience for that. And that which exists without cause is the root of our world. So yes, I can't understand that. I don't understand what that is exactly. I don't have a, I don't have a way of grasping it, feeling it, or anything like it. But, but that's good for what I'm saying. I'm saying that the mind can never understand the world in its entirety because the world does not consist in its entirety of things. There is something beyond the things whose first and most important property is it's a motsu rishon. It means it exists because it exists. It has no cause for its existence. Um, a dogma of that, in other words, a way of, of demonstrating would that be, if I walk into this room and I, and I ask, where do all these farm come from? So there's an answer to that. 
um, this foreign come from, uh, you know, export and Y border and so on. If I walk into the room and there's nobody here, or let's say that they cleared out the room, let's say the room is empty, and I come in and I say, where does this, all this emptiness come from? So first of all, look at me and say, Rabbi, you need a vacation, or you need to stop, you need, you need to stop uh, smoking or drinking whatever it is that you smoke or drinking. What do you mean, where does emptiness come from? What kind, of, what, kind of, what kind of question is that? Emptiness is there, and things require an explanation. That's the reality we live in. That's the Metzias. The, the super reality is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's existence is, and if for some reason we don't see where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, where is he? That's a question. Why is he not intervening? Why is he not interacting with the world? So it's a very different, it, it's our understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Motsirishan. Meaning, his existence is primary. It, 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 he exists without reason, and therefore, non-existence does not have a, a, a meaning. Just like for a person, a person exists because the heart's beating, the lungs taking air, the, the blood, and so on. Disrupt any of those of, of those systems, person ceases to exist. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need anything to exist. He doesn't have a cause for it to exist. So then there's nothing that can have non-existence. So we ask ourselves, um, we, from where is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, why is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is not a question when dealing with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why is he not around, not available, whatever it is, not, not to be felt or however you want to call it, that is a question. That's the, the that's what the first thing is motivation. Kadmi. Kadmi means there is nothing else before him. Um, it, 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 it's not only is he primary, but there's nothing else that's primary. He is before everything else, which means I want to just flesh out two things that 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 are important to imply. I cannot ask questions from the laws of nature on a Kaddish Baruch How could this be? It would be going quicker quick than the speed of light. Well, the speed of light was invented by Kaddish Baruch Hu, so, so what's the problem? It's it, 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 the, uh, a, a somewhat religious, uh, uh, secular person will believe in a great force and so forth, but the basic laws of nature are, 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 are not, you can't move them. Well. That, that's because you're supposing that these basic laws of nature are as primary as a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's not. The same thing is true about um, when we speak about basic laws of morality, as if there are some laws of morality that don't come from Kaddish Baruch Hu, but they're, they're there um, no matter what. That's also something that supposes something coming before Kaddish Baruch Hu, which again, we, we don't have. HaKadosh Baruch is the Matsi Rishon. He's Kadman. He is before anything else. And therefore, you can never ask from the result on to the root. You can't ask, well, we can ask. What, 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 what Avram Avinu did ask was, um, I can ask from HaKadosh Baruch on HaKadosh Baruch 
But I can't ask, well, I think that this is immoral, and therefore how can it be immoral? It's, it's putting immorality before Kaddish Baruch Hu, and that's and that's against this Yisod over here. Okay, we'll hold it over here. Yeah, Kadmon means it, it's not only it's man, it's also you can send it to me, alopiansky at gmail.com. Sure. Um, I was I was wondering, um, so is it not logical to say that the world was created by an infinite source, or you, you just well, can't prove infinite, it? It, it, it? Well, the word again, the word just the word infinite doesn't mean. It. I mean, everything's got to have a cause. You can't have in logic an infinite line. Is it doesn't? If I tell you this, it's just an infinite amount of people. It. it doesn't mean anything. What does that mean? But but so, again, so let's skip the whole line and go to the beginning. What is it? What is it? There's nothing infinite in the world. It just doesn't. It, it's it's a word disguising. But at the end of the day, is there something that's there first? Infinite doesn't mean anything. What does that mean? So how did it get started? Uh, okay. I, I mean, my bank account there's nothing. There's never an infinite amount of money there. It's it, it, you know, if it's nothing, there's nothing. You know, it's, it's just. That's,